Hello, everybody, and welcome to No Easy Answer. We're back in English. I've been doing a little bit of a break to get caught up because I've been doing these podcasts both in English and in Spanish. And by the time I realized I was going to do them in Spanish, I already done a whole series in English about the world. Um, and so now I had to come back and do all those in Spanish. So just a quick uh, little detail here. I'll basically be doing one episode in English and then I'll come back and do it in Spanish. So if you speak Spanish, feel free to listen. If you don't... Uh, that may not be the best use of your time. I don't know. <laughs> um, the other thing is I have changed over from Podbean, where I was doing all my stuff in English, and I, I went to this other thing called Anchor. So I'm going to be putting my episodes from the previous series, The World, on there eventually. So um, if you weren't able to access everything from the previous site where I had all of my, my podcasts, not all of them, there's like six or seven of them, um, now they're going to be over on this uh, new site called Anchor, and you should be able to access them there, and I think it'll go to Spotify and all these other places where people can access that. So that will be there. <clears throat> this is going to be a pretty short episode. This is basically just an introduction. Um, this is basically uh, a, an overview of what we're going to be looking at over the next um, few episodes, six precisely, maybe seventh, we'll see. Um, and this is about the basics. We're looking at Hebrews 6, and there's this nifty little list that just kind of pops out from the writer of Hebrews as he starts his book talking about um, Jesus and who Jesus is and all that the scriptures say about Jesus or some of what the scriptures say about Jesus. And in this case, the scriptures being the Old Testament, um, what those say about Jesus. And then he gets halfway through his letter and he stops and he says, now we don't want to go back and, you know, put down the foundation, uh, about, about the, these basic principles, right? We're going to leave behind these elementary principles of Jesus. We're going to go into something else. And I want to go over and talk about these things that are kind of the fundamental deals of our faith. And so he's got this little list in here, which is really interesting. And so here's the list. Uh, some people have referred to this as the seven doctrines of Christ. However, if you count them, there's only six. And so if you wonder what the seventh is, Basically, it has to be Jesus himself because he's not in that list, but we're going to get to that in a second. So here, here's the list of the basics, and this kind of throws out the outline of where we're going uh, future-wise. It is, number one, repentance from dead works. Two, faith towards God. Three, doctrine of baptism. Four, laying on of hands. Five, resurrection of the dead. And six, eternal judgment. I had to write down that little list because I was very likely to forget that. Now I can start driving to work because that's how I do this. I drive to work and record a podcast. <laughs> that's the only time, <clears throat> time I have to do it. Excuse me for the little bit of cold I'm getting over, but God's good. He's getting me back at it. So we've got these six things and this list, like I said, pops up right in the middle of Hebrews. It is, I believe, an interesting list. It's interesting because um, I think if I was to ask the majority of people out there, what do you think are the basic principles of, of faith or what does it mean to really become a Christian? Um, I'm sure they'd hit maybe two or maybe three of the things on this list, but I'm not sure they'd hit everything. And that's not a criticism. That's not to say like, oh my gosh, we've been lied to. No, nothing, nothing like that at all. I think uh, it's, it's very easy just to, you know, 
skip over the basics, not to think about the things that are actually fundamental because we want to go into stuff that looks advanced, looks interesting, looks, ooh, wow. But there's a lot of interesting stuff in this, to be honest. Very, 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 very interesting. A lot of it is going to be contained within the book of Hebrews itself. A lot of it is not. And so we'll have to kind of go a little bit beyond um, some of the context of this book in of itself. And that's going to be fun. So, basically, I want to kind of get us really quickly through these first five chapters of Hebrews. Um, just kind of going very basic over what it is. I encourage you to sit down and read it. It's very good. It's wonderful. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And the main focus of these first five chapters, even though it kind of goes in a little bit of a zigzag, if you read Hebrews, the author tends to repeat himself, just like me, huh? Uh, he goes through a number of different things, and his main focus is that on Jesus. He's writing to a Hebrew audience, and he's trying to say, listen, we've all been looking for the Messiah. We've been looking for this guy who's going to come and deliver us and now become this new king, just like uh, David. So now he's talking about this new um, Messiah, but not his, it's, it's not as the people expected. It wasn't the Messiah that was going to come and overthrow Rome and, and make them a great nation again. This is something radically and completely different. And so he's saying this king is also a priestly king. But before I get to that whole part, um, we, taught, we learned a few th- basic things about Jesus. One, Jesus is kind of this it kind of, sorry, is a preeminent figure within the Godhead. He is there. It is by him and through him that all things are made. And it is by him and through him that all things are. And they are for him. Um, they are sustained by him. And so you see that Jesus is this fundamental force within the entire universe, both in its creation and in its maintenance and its existence. He is there making sure everything continues to exist. Nonetheless, we know that at the same time, uh, Jesus was at the creation, creating everything through him. Everything was, uh, was created through him. At the same time, um, he was humbled and he came in to be made a man. And so the writer is going to make this little comparison about how we are made less than the angels. And he kind of goes in this whole little bit about um, the angels. They're not going to get to receive all the stuff that God has for us as humans. And so Jesus made himself to be less than the angels, a.k.a. being made a human, so that he could live among us. He could be tempted like us. He could face every sort of uh, problem and, and issue that we could face so that he could really free us through it. And so he died such that we may enter in through his death and now have life again. He says this is really the only way that this could happen. And so through his death, he actually triumphs over the devil. Um, and now all of, all of his enemies are being set um, under his feet. And he kind of says they have been set. Even though we don't really see it quite yet, it's happening. Uh, this kind of goes back to the little series on the world talking about what are these enemies. We're talking about these powers and principalities. What are these things? If you're curious, I'd recommend you go back and listen to that series on the world because they go into that a fair amount. It's not exhaustive, but it's, it's a good beginning. But in any case, we see that these things, uh, these powers, these principalities, these things that are of this world, um, that are of the devil, are now being brought under Jesus' feet. 
and that he's beginning to rule and reign over all these things. And that will obviously be culminated at the very end of all things. But right now we're in that process of those things coming underneath his feet. Now, <clears throat> with that, he begins this little, the author of Hebrews begins this little side note and starts talking about how Jesus is also a high priest. And as a high priest, he was tempted, but by in that same way that he was tempted and lived just like a human, he can come in and give sacrifices for us um, in such a way that he understands all of our weaknesses. And so that way he can stand between us and God, because that's what a priest would do, especially Old Testament, is that um, we didn't necessarily have full access to God. Our sins had separated us from God. Notice the order there. Be very careful. Our sins separated us from God. God does not separate himself from us. Notice the order. This is very important. And I, I kind of grew up thinking that's how it was. It's like, ooh, if there's sin here, God can't be here. That's not true. And if you look at the life of Jesus, he ran around with a lot of very sinful people and he did not burst into flames every time he walked into someone's house who was a sinner. Nor did he burst into flames every time someone who was a sinner touched him. That did not happen. Our sins, the way that we rebel against God, the way we mess up, the way we don't seek out God, that's what separates us from God. God is there. His hand is extended. He wants to be close to us. But we have separated ourselves from God. So God set up the system, uh, Old Testament, through sacrifices by which... Um, our sins could be set aside, uh, maybe not completely forgotten and, and undone with, but could be set aside in such a way that we could, again, draw closer to God. And a big function within that was the office of the priest, whose job was it to take these sacrifices, present them to God on behalf of the people, <clears throat> and then that, that way the sins of the people could be taken away and they could thus, again, be drawn closer to God. God. So Jesus becomes this great high priest, and um, he makes the ultimate sacrifice of himself, and as such, we now have all access to God. And so we have a neat little passage where it talks about, hey, you know, let us approach boldly to the throne, because now there's nothing that keeps us from God. The only thing that keeps us from God is, again, ourselves. But Jesus has already paid for all of our sins, all of our issues, and now we don't necessarily have to go through a priest or an animal sacrifice because those sacrifices have already, that sacrifice has already been done in the body of Christ. And now we have complete access to God through that. So, meaning our sins are forgiven. These things that have separated us from God, that we've done to separate ourselves from God, those are no longer taking power nor effect over us, and we have complete, free, total access to God 24-7 as long as we want it. The question is, do you want it? Do I want it? Um, so that's the deal. So he talks about this, and he, he starts to just dabble in this whole idea of Jesus, and, and Jesus is this king, but he's also a priest. He's like a priest of the order of Mekilzadek, Mekilzadek being this uh, guy from Genesis who shows up uh, for a very brief time, talks to Abraham, and uh, lets him know, hey, you're going to have a kid, and Sarah starts laughing, and so that's why the kid's name is, is Isaac. And uh, he was a king and a priest. And that was pretty much it. We don't know a whole lot more about Mekilzadek. But man, this author makes a big deal about Mekilzadek here. Saying that Jesus is a king and a priest. That is our uh, savior right there. So, 
he's both king because he's having all of the authority and power being uh, brought to him and set under his feet, but he's also priest because he has opened up the path so that we can be close to God. There it is. So now, with that, the author of Hebrews says, you know, and I, I don't want to go back over and talk about these elementary principles of Christ. So all that stuff that I just told you, that, that's the basic stuff. Now he's going to go into this bigger thing of really exploring out the whole uh, Jesus McKeeseldeck uh, relationship and some more things in there. And about how, how the, the priestly sacrifices were done and how that is a uh, relation to this. That's great. And that was cool because that was really written to the audience that he was writing to. These Hebrew people that had lived under um, the system that God had set up. And they were that's how they, that's all they knew. And that's what they were supposed to do. And they were trying to do that to the best of their ability. And now he's saying, whoa, hold up. We got to change because Jesus came in and has changed everything. He tends to do that a lot. But I don't want to go into that. I want to talk about the basics because... One, I'm guessing, I'll speak for myself, I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish from the first century. I'm not an animal sacrificer. I'm not trying to give back to God through animal sacrifices. Um, I grew up hearing about Jesus, and so that's that's not necessarily speaking to me. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Don't, don't get me wrong. Absolutely not. But I feel like maybe there's some things in this little basic list he talks about that are really, really, really kind of fundamental. And sadly, I missed at least one of them. And I think uh, another one I'm just really kind of coming into grips with right now um, on this basic supposed list. I missed all that for a big, big, big chunk of my Christian life, which is really, really, really sad. So I want to go into it because I feel like, hey, if these are the basics, let's get those down. Let's get those down pat because there is some very, very, very important stuff in here uh, that we should probably just have internalized. This is kind of like just, you know, knowing when you get to an intersection and you're going to turn left, you put on your blinker. These, these should be the basic things that are all internalized into it. And, uh, and I, I, my personal experience has been that for me, they weren't. Um, they may or may not be for you. I don't know. But let's get into them because I feel like we can all learn a lot here and be like, oh, the basics, whatever. No, these aren't super basic. Let's really get into them. Um, there's some very interesting stuff. You might say, oh, yeah, faith in God. That's pretty basic. Yes, I would agree with you. That's, that's pretty typical. <laughs> let's get in there. But there's some more stuff in here that is very, very, very wonderful, very um, powerful and good. And I feel like if we can get back to the basics we will be in a much better position um, with God and with ourselves. Just because that helps us learn more about who God is and it helps us to draw closer to Him because He is always close to us, extending His hands towards us. Let's go the way He's setting out for us. Amen? So, like I said, this is just a brief podcast. This is the introduction. Um, next week, Lord willing, we're going to start on this first in the list, the repentance from dead works. And we'll look at that. What is repentance? What are dead works? What is this whole thing put together? And how can we really jump into it? So get ready. Get ready to repent. Have a wonderful day. Lord bless you. And I'll see you on the flip side.